Well, here we are. For this, the third episode of The Crown and of Yankee Doodle Sibling, I'm Eric. And I'm Sage. We're at my house this week. There's a baby running around. Yep. So he may interject. He's just smiling. (laughs) (laughs) And laughing. Great. Okay. Uh, So we're looking forward to this week. We're hoping that it's going to be a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Jared Harris is finally out of the way. He's been disposed of. Yep. We just find out that, like, Queen Elizabeth, like, ordered the hit on him. (laughs) Yeah, there will probably be some other deaths in the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jared Harris, like, we see him just, like, with a wig on or something. It's like, he's gonna die again. He's gonna play every (laughs) new character that joins on. The boy has brought us hats. You're done? Oh, I'm not No. <laughs> I am eating an egg sandwich. <laughs> no. The boy has also put on a baseball cap. He's dancing poorly. All right. I'm, but I'm sorry. No, you're done. <laughs> so we're going to see how this episode goes. It is clocking in a few minutes shorter. It's going to be 59 minutes, 47 seconds. Oh, what are we going to do with all that free time? I know. Create the best damn podcast there is. (laughs) And this episode is called Windsor. I'm guessing that probably relates to the Duke of Windsor, the former King Edward VIII. And just so you know, every time that they do say the name of the show, I do freak out happily. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we are kind of taught to do that. It's like, oh, it's so dramatic. They said the name of the thing. Even though authors and, like, just writers and creatives in general i feel like are are generally pretty awful at titling things yeah honestly the first thing i think about is a title for a thing really yeah i'm entirely the opposite everything in my workbook is just like untitled in progress (laughs) one two three four five six and then i just give up on it did all right. Well, we're going to give up on this and uh, on to the show. King is dead. Long live the queen. Long live the queen. All right. And here we are. <laughs> Sorry, we had to count down in the German style. Oh, yes. Drei, zwei, eins. Yeah. A lot more German in this week's episode than anticipated, but not unexpected, not unexpected, not unwelcomed. Not unwelcomed and not altogether all that surprising, I suppose. Yes. Okay, but I mean, overall, better episode. Much better episode. Things actually happened in this episode. And it was much more streamlined and thought through. Yeah. And it really, like, seemed to follow her. Yes. Yeah, I didn't feel like she was, like, an afterthought in the episode. So let's just say it right here. Love is in the air. And everybody's love ultimately brings about their ruin. And that is the message of the crown. And life in general. Just kidding. Jeez, that's that's bleak. (laughs) Sage and Eric ponder the meaning of love (laughs) this week's episode. (laughs) So we start back in time. 1936, right? 1936. Uh... 
King Edward VIII, well, formerly King Edward VIII, now the Duke of Windsor, is giving his famous address in which he is uh, swearing his allegiance to his brother, King George VI, because nobody likes his girlfriend, Wallace Simpson. She's my girlfriend. I love her. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> A little much. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with what happened? Like, I know you saw the King's speech, but that's been several years ago. It's been quite a long time, and no, I don't really recall what happened. Okay, so basically... <coughs> tuberculosis happened. <laughs> <laughs> so King Edward VIII was palling around with Wallace Simpson. She is an American divorcee who had two husbands at the time. Him being her third and final husband... But a rule of British court, and anyone who knows the story of King Henry VIII will find this hilarious, uh, you can't have divorced people at court. So you can't marry a divorcee. You also can't marry a divorcee who has connections to fascists. Oh, well, that's a fairly new rule, isn't it? Yeah, and to be fair, they didn't even think that much of it. Yeah. Everyone was kind of flirting with fascism at the time. But basically, Edward's told, okay, you can't keep her as a mistress, you can't certainly not make her the queen, you gotta get rid of her. And he said, no, I I love love her. her. We're gonna be together forever, Dad. Did I ever tell you the time Dad told me that my first girlfriend is like, she's a real good first girlfriend, but, like, it's not going to work out long term. That's such a dad thing to say. (laughs) I know. And unfortunately, it was true. But I was determined to make it work. That's literally true of 90% of first relationships. But so what? You don't tell your 15-year-old, like, oh, you think you're in love? I was 18. (laughs) Even worse. Yeah, it was not great. But I love you, Dad. You were right, as always. No, no, no. (laughs) Enough. No normalizing that weird behavior to your kids. I'm sorry. This part will be edited. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, King Edward then said, okay, I quit. Bertie, you can be King George VI. And Bertie's like, I I don't want to be king. (laughs) You pissant! Oh, God. And, and yeah. it just says, God save the queen. Yeah. Or king. <laughs> God save the king. Uh, he gets a pension, and Winston Churchill makes him the governor of the Bahamas, in which Wallace Simpson and David, the Duke of Windsor, were almost kidnapped by the Nazis. Oh, dear God. Yeah, the plan was to install him back as king once they were able to invade the islands. Unbelievable. Which is why they moved him to the Bahamas to where he would be out of the reach of the SS. Mm. I do love the idea of an allowance. Sorry, I'm double-backing. No. But it is so, like, pride and prejudice. Like, oh yeah, 10000 a year. You know what I mean? Uh as you may not have known, he's a big Andrew Yang supporter. Go like, how can I survive without 10000 a year? <laughs> it's just impossible. impossible. Um, then we go, of course, to the awful theme. Yep, awful theme. Uh, and now they're discussing seating arrangements at the funeral. Yeah, they are talking about seating arrangements. With, they're talking mad shit. Yeah, with Queen Granny, the Queen... And the Queen Mother. Mm-hmm. 
And they're all basically saying, like, ew, he has to sit next to us. Ew. He's gonna sit right behind us. His mom is just like, he effectively killed my other son. Like, jeez. Yeah. Like, the cigarettes killed your son, (laughs) ma'am. He had lung cancer. Yeah. Like, I understand the stress of the job, but dear God. Yeah. And, you know, even George the Six, I think, would have said, like, yeah, my brother is basically the one who killed me. Yeah. By making me king when I really <laughs> did not want to be king. What a rough life to be king of England. I, I know. You have so many people. And you don't Depending even have to... Depending sp- on you. And you don't even have to learn to speak Swahili. God. Those bougie bitches. All right, uh, they tell her about the Shirley Temple nickname, because he's nicknamed everybody. Yeah, this was a thing, a real thing. He would nickname everybody and would just comment on it derisively with Wallace Simpson. They were really the mean girls of the royal family. Yeah, it sounds like it. And the royal family is already quite mean. (laughs) Yeah, oh, of course. Well, I'll say I would be mean, too, if my name had to be Wallace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Life doesn't love you when you're a Baltimorean named Wallace. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, David arrives. Mm-hmm. He's given a lot of pomp and circumstance. He's next to a boat that looks like the Titanic, because they all look like the Titanic. Well, yes. <laughs> Every boat is Titanic light. Uh, he visits Queen Granny, his mom. And, and he's told that she just lost the perfect son. Yeah, she was like, he was an angel to his wife and to his children. He was really the perfect son. It's like, dig the knife in deeper, babe. Yeah, it's very hard to tell with the Duke of Windsor if he actually cared about his brother or not throughout the episode. Yeah, I agree. I feel like maybe he was lukewarm about his brother. Like, I, he maybe not didn't despise him, but... Uh, it was said that they were close as younger men because Bertie was like the nerd and David was like the cool playboy who would get his brother to loosen up. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, it didn't I mean, quite work out. Great, but. <laughs> and like all cool playboy jock types, he made the nerd do his homework and become king of yeah. the <laughs> Classic 80s movie shit right there. The Crown, brought to you by John Hughes's corpse. <laughs> That's why there's no black people allowed to say words. Right, I know. Um, I just have this line. You're the Queen of England. Oh, yeah. From Phil is coaching Elizabeth F to do her first you meeting. You need them to keep my name, Mountbatten. And it's like, that's not even your fucking name. First of all, Whoa. first of all, yeah, I get very heated with the last name thing. It's bullshit. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's bull- absolute bullshit. Yeah. And she is not doing feminism any favors by saying she needs to be true to her wife and mother. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Girl. Yeah. So Elizabeth is having her first meeting with Winston <sighs> Churchill. Philip is determined to, one, stay in Clarence's house, but uh-huh. more importantly, that she keep the name Mountbatten because and their kids do and their kids do because the whole experiment of their marriage is basically the iron will of his uncle uh, Lord Mountbatten to have a German uh, royal family correct yeah ideally his German royal family well well, yes of course (laughs) and that's implied heavily but yeah and it's just like 
Uh, I don't know. I could go on for days. Ladies, if you're engaged, are you ever going to be married? Do not take your husband's last name. Revolt. Do a revolution, okay? Be brave. Yes. Be brave, people. Keep I, your last name. I am combining my last name with my fiancé. I created a brand new last name for me and my husband. Yep. And our sister's just going to keep hers, because she's the bravest of us all. <laughs> <laughs> and... Just one more thing for those people who say, well, it's your dad's last name anyway. But if enough people did this shit, like, it wouldn't be <laughs> the end. That's all I have to say about that. Mike right. <laughs> firmly in place. <laughs> <laughs> so she talks to old... Winsty. Winsty boy. And Winston is... He's, oh, you don't offer me tea. Yeah, no refreshment. She, she offers him tea. She offers him a chair. And he's like... He's about to have a fucking heart attack yeah, from it. Yeah, because Queen Victoria said, we got to have it to where all, every prime minister stands and they aren't offered tea. And he kind of rolls over her in the first minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, just essentially saying, coronation's going to be next year in the summertime. Bye. Yeah, like 16 months from now. Yeah, he clearly views her with not contempt, but yeah, definitely, yeah, but he he sees definitely her doesn't, as a child. Right? Yeah, he definitely doesn't think she's ready for it. How old is she? And I assume mid to late twenties or something like that. Uh, Maybe yeah, mid twenties. I, I believe she's in her mid twenties. Let me look it up okay. here. Um, because I mean, like, I get it. Like, I assume when you're one thousand years old, everyone below a hundred looks young to you. You know what I mean? But. <laughs> Like, I think she was going to get the idea. And like she says later, I mean, she's been growing up in the spotlight. So it's it's not like this is her first day and she's like, oh, my God, the press knows who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he wants to delay her coronation. So later on when she talks to and you're looking it up. So I'm looking it up right now. how old she was when uh, she was her father died. She was 25. Oh, wow. I mean, it is pretty young. Yeah. Can you imagine if you had to be king of England tomorrow? (laughs) It's something I fantasize about (laughs) on a daily basis. Um, So he wants to delay the coronation, and she, like, starts wondering that out loud to Prince Philip. And Prince Philip, or Duke Duke Philip Edinburgh, is just kind of like... I'm sorry, what about our house that we just spent, like, what was it, 70,000 pounds yeah. renovating? And our, my children? My children? My children. And uh, she's like, why would he want to delay my coronation? Then slams the door and drives away. It's very, <laughs> it's a little too much. I would be very offended if, like, my husband did that to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's also a scene about paperwork that we're skipping over. Oh, dear God. Uh, it doesn't matter. about that? Uh, there's a very awkward tea between oh, yeah. uh, Princess Margaret, the Queen Mother, uh, Elizabeth, also named Elizabeth, I believe, mm-hmm. and Elizabeth II, where they're sitting with the Duke of Windsor, David, mm-hmm. and he's he strikes a very conciliatory note. He's like, hey, I know that we've had beef in the past, but for right now, let's just focus on the fact that we're all missing the big guy, Jared Harris. Right. <laughs> we all we love all him. We all miss him. We love him. We stand him. <laughs> and I, I need my money. Basically. And he's writing his little letter to Peaches as well. Yeah. So, during the funeral, to which he does not come, 
Or I guess, is it a funeral or more of a burial? Like I guess it was, I mean, come yeah. Six one way, half dozen the other, whatever you want to call yeah. it. But So during the burial, we then see him writing a letter to Wallace Simpson, or Peaches. Mm-hmm. And he's basically just, like, putting everybody on blast. Oh, yeah. He's like, I hate it here. It's cold. It's wet. The only reason I'm here is to take advantage of my grieving family. And to get some more money out of them. You're right. Uh, of which he becomes very bitchy once he finds out that oh, yeah. they've ended his allowance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is delightful. Yeah. It was very hard. Like, the actor is doing such a good job at selling him. And I imagine this is, must have been what the real Duke of Windsor was like. Where mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, he's so charming to your face. But yeah. it's basically him mean-girling it yeah, up with Wallace. Uh, big time. I mean, I would not want to know that person at all. Uh, no. Also, notorious Nazi and anti-Semite. Oh, cool. Yeah. After the war, he was quoted by a friend of saying, well, you know, it was really Eisenhower, like, pushing on. Uh, him and the Jews, of Good course, for God, them. man. Yeah, he still maintained that Hitler was an effective leader. That's <laughs> beyond the pale. Yeah. Yeah, well, fuck you, David. So we go to the English countryside, to the Mountbatten estate, mm-hmm. where Dickie Mountbatten, Lord Mountbatten, and Philip's uncle uh, has basically going on a hunting party the day after the king has been buried. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind I don't find it hard to like. I I find it hard to like guilt them over like oh yeah you're gonna go out and shoot it's like what are they supposed to do not live their lives uh, yeah yeah I mean were they just gonna sit there all day like what would be the acceptable activity to do the day after the king's funeral mostly sit around and contemplate life I guess contemplate the king I mean you were supposed to wear black for an entire year after a close well, relation I'm not died do that. no. But Belton Patton <laughs> is then throwing a dinner and he gives a toast and he says, Hey, I know it seems ridiculous, us living in luxury, but it really is for the economy. Trickle down. Oh, yes, of course. You know, and then he toasts the king's memory and then he toasts the new queen and he says, And the royal family name is that of Mountbatten. Yeah. He's and like German, so smug about it. And a German prince looks like, on, concerned. Your evil is showing, sir. Like, my word. Yeah, and. There's also a bit that I loved where they're shooting, and it's like, oh yeah, this is King Wilhelm's gun. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, another clear reminder of how closely related the royal family God. is to the former royal family of Germany, most of whom also became very pro-Hitler. Of course they did. Now, I was watching a video about Kaiser Wilhelm living in Switzerland, uh-huh. where he was just called... Uh, Mr. Hollenzern, which mm-hmm. is the family name. And he was basically just waiting for Hitler to like send him a note saying, You can come back and be king again. Unbelievable. It's amazing, like, we all joined up to defeat Hitler. It seems like everybody was a Hitler sympathizer. Not FDR, as far as I yeah. knew. But at the time, fascism was just so appealing because everybody was like, you know what? Democracy is stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we can't get anything done. Let's just put a strong man in charge and just 
have them take care of it. Which, if you remember me from two years ago, was very much a proponent of just like, we clearly just want a monarch. Let's just install a monarch. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Trying to find w- your political orientation the way <laughs> people w- try to find like their sexual orientation. <laughs> I was not saying Donald Trump should be the monarch. I was Good actually God, no. using the example of saying everybody's just waiting for Robert Mueller to convict Trump and he's not going to do it. We clearly yearn to be ruled by someone who can just... We do, though. I mean, absolutely. People are not really actually truly legitimately into democracy. No, we... Not put my name to that. Sage. No last name. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. Uh, Yeah, it's... Our our presidents are basically kings. Essentially. I mean, they're for sure big old figureheads, right? And, like, we've all found out over this last president that uh, checks and balances made up. Yeah, checks and balances only exist as long as the checks hate the balances. Correct. Yeah, exactly. But the German prince then goes to see uh, his auntie, who's (laughs) the queen granny. (laughs) And they're talking in a mixture of German and English, which, as... Kids who were tr- who were brought up to kind of speak German, mm-hmm. I can attest to as just like, whatever, I can't think of a, the German word, I will just go back into English. And it's like, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and she's aghast that they were drinking champagne the day after. <laughs> and that they were beautiful. shooting. But yeah. he says, like, while we were shooting, we were keeping... As I shot that fucking duck out of here, yeah. I was totally thinking about shooting. I was imagining son. your son's face. <laughs> On the duck's body. Yeah. <laughs> Please have this commemorative birdie mallard. Oh my god. But uh, the Duke of Windsor is also at this meeting, and he's bitching about the allowance, and he's blaming Cookie, his name for the cookie. queen mom. She looks like a cook. She's and common. She, and like, plain. And plain. And fat. Like, chill out, dude. Yeah, he is now just I mean, it's just pathetic. Himself. It's like one thing if you're, like, 15 years old and you have these, like, catty nicknames for people. But it's quite another when you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. I mean, grow up. Go cry into your 10,000 pounds or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody used to say that David was secretly gay because Wallace Simpson was maybe a hermaphrodite. I don't know how much that is true. I wonder. I doubt it, though. Well, okay, so did they get married? They did get married. They did get married. He he was her third husband? He was her third husband. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I wasn't sure if they stayed boyfriend-girlfriend or not. No. They didn't marry. Like, they were very big about getting married. Which I guess, okay, respectable, but also, like, you're the worst. Yeah. Big mood. Yeah. Uh, Let's just go over this in one bit. The Peter Townsend plot. We'll call this... (sighs) The Peter Townsend plot. Okay. Okay. Uh, As I said to Sage Deringen, I wish I cared more. I wish I did, too. And I I find him delightful. But... I find uh, Princess Margaret equally delightful. And they seem to be happy together. As happy as they can be, uh, yep. while his family is blissfully unaware of his cheating ass. Not know. so blissfully well, unaware. I guess not. His wife has left him and taken her stuff. They don't talk about the kids. Like, are the kids with her or are the kids still at his house and just unattended? The kids have forgotten their parents. <laughs> they forgot they had parents. 
Yeah, so uh, Margaret asks him at one point, are you going to leave her? And he's like, well, I can't because then I'll be excused Soiled from court. Soiled goods. And I'll be excused from court. He's much more posh than that. Yes, exactly. And she says, no, no, I'll make sure that you have your job still. And he's like, I'll be a divorcee. <laughs> Like, good guy. Which I guess is a nice kind of cyclical thing going on with the Duke of Windsor. Which is why I like this episode. It's much more structured. It is, yeah. It was a better episode. That That is absolutely accurate. But, and then she does the whole, like, but then you'll be free to marry. And it's just, like, awkward. Eventually. So awkward, yeah. Eventually. Uh like, we'll just pretend you're not, like, just his plaything. Yeah, at one point she has to hide behind... Well, he could also be her plaything. Right. And you talk about feminism. She's the one saying, you should marry me. Oh, yeah, And then it was fair. awkward. I feel like she is more into it than he is. You're right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, they are interrupted, and oh, she God. has to hide behind a curtain. So she stubs out her little cigarette, but she doesn't grab her little purse, her yeah. little clutch. When everybody's favorite Chad, Philip the Duke of oh, Edinburgh, God. shows the fuck up. He's like, tell me about the pal- about the planes, George. Yeah, apparently he's obsessed with flying planes, but was told to go into the Navy by his uncle. For the connections. For the connections. And his uncle... Clearly tells him, like, well, it worked. Like, you're married to the queen. Well, yeah, I mean, but it panned out, I guess. Uh, Philip asks Peter about flying. Peter is like, this is really the best thing ever. He's very awkward because there is clearly a Margaret hiding behind. <laughs> a Mar- hiding in the closet. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, okay, well, where can I go to, you know, get lessons for, for flying? And he's like, oh, you go to this school over here, blah, blah, blah. And then he sees, oh, no, then he launches into a story about his favorite sister dying. Yeah, which is like, you know, this is an old man Philip. Like, he can still manage his thoughts. He's not like, let me tell you, old chap, about another story. Where was I? My sister died in a plane crash, giving birth to who would have been my nephew, and they found him beside her. I was like, where was this story going? Yeah. Just, and since then, I've always it, wanted to fly. <laughs> like, why? Like, Or, like, do you wish you had been piloting the plane? <laughs> like, I don't understand. I can only imagine that there must be some sort of morbid fascination. Probably. Because, like, I've heard about that happening to some people to where they need to, like, learn everything about what took their, like, family members yeah. away from them. So maybe that is his way of connecting I could totally see that. I mean, it's even just a way of, like, harnessing fear. Yeah, taking control of fear. There's just a smash cut to Philip almost crashing. Go like, I'm going to. (laughs) (laughs) Smash cut back to the. Oh, God. (laughs) Peter Morgan, if you want to call us up and have us write episodes of The Crown, we're ready. We're on it. We've got this. We'll get all the good flashbacks after we have uh, perfected the perfect colonial empire we are happy to write an episode for you so then just as he's about to end wherever that morbid story was going he sees the purse and he's like oh part of the new uniform (laughs) oh peter who are you putting your peter into yes exactly And uh, he's like, anyone we know, right? Is that what he's like? Anyone we know. And he's like, oh, I, I, I couldn't say. And he's like, you're right. <laughs> I'll be leaving now, Peter boy. God. 
Uh, then we go to second meeting with Churchill. Churchill is flummoxed. He's like, you cannot have the name Mountbatten. That's not even his real name. Yeah. He has four names, four last names. Yeah, it's basically all the provinces his family traditionally ruled. Right. Schleswig, Holstein. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, Queen Elizabeth then does the old switcheroo on this one, which I, I appreciate. Yeah, she tells Churchill, I know you are delaying my coronation so that way you can hold on to power. And as much in a reasonable time, because then Parliament can't form a new government under Anthony Eden. So I will do you this favor by not objecting to the late coronation. You, in return, will let me keep my husband's name and let me stay at Clarence House. And Churchill is it, pretty cowed by it. I yes. Mean, yeah. He backs out and it seems like, oh, good job, Liz. You won. You played politics. And it made me like... I, I was realizing watching like this, like, I know so very little about the history of the, <laughs> the monarchy because I was like, is their last name Mountbatten? Like, questioning myself, even though I know very well it's the House of Windsor still. I remember but, only one time telling me about it. Oh, really? And she said eventually they abbreviated it to Windsor Mountbatten. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But not for Charles. Charles is Windsor, but all the other siblings are Windsor Mountbatten. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure there's some rhyme or reason to it, but... There doesn't seem to be. <laughs> uh, Churchill then goes to David, Duke Caught. of Windsor. Who's ha- booed. Yeah. And as he should be. Yes, as any Nazi should be. And if you're just saying, oh, I just like the Nazis, or I just appreciate the Nazis, you're a Nazi. You should be booed at best yeah <laughs> if not punched in the face yeah possibly. uh let's see so he goes to churchill's house he is uh, mocked by the public he has dinner with churchill and churchill reminds him hey i was supportive of you with wallace simpson and apparently this is true churchill used to say well why can't he have a queen cutie <laughs> oh my god yeah it's all so sexist. Yeah, and David says, I would be happy to talk to her about the whole last name issue and the Clarence house, but... But could you also do something for me? And it's like, wasn't he just saying all the things he's already done for you, like putting his own reputation on the line? But whatever. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, I am getting my allowance taken away. She needs to reinstate that or whatever. Right. Right. And Churchill is again flummoxed of just like, I, I've done so much for you, and it's always to my own cost. Yeah. And it's like, why do you keep asking him to do stuff for you? I know. You're clearly that desperate. Yeah. But um, but Churchill's okay with, with talking to her about the 10,000 pounds a year or whatever. Yeah. She's, he's just not okay with saying that his peaches should be oh, yeah. called the your your royal highness. Yeah. Like hell no. Yeah. He wants That Wallace, ship has sailed, dude. He wants Wallace to be referred to as her royal highness as any spouse of a monarch is called. And that is what causes Churchill to then say, "No, that's way too much." And he's like, "Well, you don't really have a choice cuz you're asking me of all people to." Yeah. Yeah, indeed. So 
it's very weird to say the Duke of Windsor is good at playing politics. I know. Uh, so he then has this little meeting with Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, they have lunch. They have lunch. And it's, she's like serving him, which is bizarre to me. It's almost nice. Almost, yeah. If we They're didn't, talking about their pugs. Yeah, if we didn't know everything about David from his personal letters right now, yeah. you would almost take him to be sincere. Yeah. But as it was, like, watching her, like, acquiesce to all that he was saying and stuff. Yeah. And, like, truly believe that he cares about their family. That hurt. Yeah, he apologizes to her after she gives a monologue saying, I did not want to be in the spotlight. You may have apologized to my dad and to my mother about what you did to them, but you never apologized to me. Yeah, exactly, which is fair. Um, and... I don't know. It, and then, like, basically it's like, I want you to give me advice about the throne. Since my dear old poppy is in here, just give me it. And it's Since like, poppy's growing the poppies. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you really want this motherfucker's advice? Because I don't know about that, queen. Well, he seems as equally shocked as we were to be like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, I'd be happy to give you advice whenever you need it. And In fact, I have two things to give you advice about right now. Cut to the next scene. Philip is being told, we're not taking your family name. And we're going to move into Buckingham Palace. And he's like, oh, okay, so I don't get to give my name to my children like any other man, which... We have already said sexist, old, and that's not outdated, really a... but understood. It was the you know nineteen fifties or whatever. Yes, but... especially because she did agree to it previously. Yeah, and, and I agree. Like I would also be like taken aback because she does come out there with not even really like an apologetic face about it. Yeah, she is very just like, no, of course we wouldn't do that, and it's like okay. And she was bragging about how she told Winston Churchill Yeah, as much. like you were going to do it. It's like, okay. So I understand where he's coming yeah, from. I'm agreed. just like, well, you promised and you said that it wouldn't be a problem. And, and now it's a problem. Now it's a huge problem. And now I'm the bad guy for... And Philip is a bad guy. I don't want to say that he's not a bad guy. But in that instance... Yeah. Just talking about that element of it. She was probably in the wrong, I think. Philip is a dumb, brutish jock. Yeah. No one is in... And, like, yeah, he can fuck off with the whole, like, what kind of marriage is this? What kind of family is this? It's like, it's still your family, for God's sake. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're clowny McClown face, okay? You you're knew fine. you were marrying the heir of yeah. England. It's like, flashback to the, to the boat scene, my friend. This is part of it. This is part of your duty. Hip hip hooray! <laughs> hip hip hooray! So, I don't know, it's like, grow up a little. Yeah, I honestly think that if Lord Ma if Dickie Mountbatten had just kept his mouth shut and not thrown this whole dinner party, probably wouldn't have been an issue. But yeah. I don't know how much Liz knows about all of that. Oh, I doubt that she knows anything at all. No, probably not. So, we're still seeing themes going through this now of... Well, sorry, do we have more to say about the end of this episode? Uh, the last thing we just have to say is Liz goes along with the government, says, nope, sure. if the government says it, I have to go along with this, which has been pretty indicative of her current policy yeah, towards indeed. matters of state. And 
he has to accept it. They move into Buckingham, and the Duke of Windsor gets to go back off to France to be with Peaches, uh, getting everything that he wanted. <laughs> like, literally, he he wins out of this weird I know. game yeah. of politics. He really, like, got one over on fucking everybody, huh? Yeah. It's very weird to think about. So, we're done with our recapping yes, of the episode. Yes. Let's get into the thoughts. I have one big question for you. Do you think he would have been a good king? No. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Sorry. Morally, I think we can both agree he would have been a bad person. Right. We are shaking hands. <laughs> yes. uh, but would he have been an effective monarch? Maybe? Yes. I mean, certainly, I don't think he's afraid of the of playing politics, right? Right. So I think he would have been more involved with, like, the national scene. I mean, I don't think he would have, like, been afraid to tell Winston Churchill what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, is seems, that good or bad? I don't know. Or it seems he's only effective when it directly involves him. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's a good caveat to point out. Um, I don't know. I don't like him. He's reprehensible. Yeah. Don't think it could have worked out well. Uh, Rod in Nazi hell. Yes. Duke of Windsor. <laughs> Thank you, sir. But uh, I, I have a question. Go. Do you think the Queen's ever watched this show? <laughs> I'm told she's seen like, bits and pieces. Really? Yeah. That must be so bizarre. I imagine at that point you're probably, like, being at the job for so long. Yeah, indeed. She's probably like, this isn't me, this is just what people may think of me. Right, yeah. I mean, I'm sure she understands the dramatization and stuff. But it would be really surreal if, like, when you're 60 years old, people are like, check out this movie we made about you in your 20s. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> wow, you were really sketch. <laughs> like, were you there? <laughs> were you listening to my conversations? Because there's so much of this, I mean, that is not public record. That's all just... Yeah, this is all ultimately there. imagined. Yeah, correct. As well-researched as it may be or may not be, it's ultimately a work of fiction. Um, next question is, what the hell is a good monarch? I mean, really, what is what is a good monarch? And it obviously is going to be entirely subjective, right? Right. What's a good politician? One that supports the shit I support. Yeah. I mean, ultimately. So, I mean, a good monarch stays out of its country's way when it needs to, but puts its foot down when it needs to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, do you think Queen Elizabeth is a good queen? From what I know of her, she seems all right. I mean, I hope... Yeah, it's hard to divorce the monarchy from the colonialism issues. Like, obviously, it's not going to be responsible for a lot of good in the world necessarily. Uh, what do you think? I don't think so. You don't think she is? No, but would it, you prefer she had more of an active role? I would prefer that she'd be more like Charles is now. And have an active say of what they think are good policies versus bad policies. Charles is next in line, correct? He is next in line, correct. He's going to be king for all of two minutes and then die. <laughs> he just has to last 17 days and he will not be the shortest reigning monarch. Wow, that is wild. Was he deathly ill or something? 
Whoever the shortest rating was. Uh, that was Lady Green. Oh, was Lady one. Jane Grey. Oh. And she was the king, or she was the queen, after Edward the, I want to say Edward the Sixth, mm-hmm. who was Henry the Eighth's only surviving son. Oh, okay. And he was sickly and only ruled about yeah. four years before dying. And he, the rule was supposed to be, after him, it would go to his eldest sister, Mary, mm-hmm. but she was Catholic and he thought gross. If not her, to Elizabeth, and he said, no, I don't like her that much. She's Protestant, but not as Protestant as I am. So he chose his cousin, who would have been third in line to succeed him, and then she was put to death by Mary. Yeah. Ain't that always the way, you know what I mean? You just get put to death at the end of your... (laughs) Put to death by your cousin, a Tudor tradition. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, uh, yeah, so to double back to that... I I don't think yeah. If if I had to do a judgment call, no, she's not a great queen. But she's not the worst no, that there ever was. I mean, you, you can't exactly say a person who doesn't pull the trolley switch. Yeah. Is a bad person if they're not looking at it. It's just inaction, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, why Brexit? You know what I mean? Was there anything she could have done, I think? implore her people (laughs) yeah i think she could have but again the constitution says she's not supposed to take a part in politics but then what is the purpose of the monarchy Uh, if it is not to take a part in politics (laughs) to quote the philosopher sid vicious of sex pistols castoris are money (laughs) (laughs) of course no future, no future for you. Thank you. End of quote. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have to take some role in politics. They you know do. what I mean? Like we, they at the very. I always thought that a monarch, at the very least, they should dismiss and call for re-elections if no legislation has passed yeah. in a mm-hmm. certain number of days. I feel like that is at least like a rational rule. Yeah, that of makes like, sense Okay. We're on an impasse, so back yeah. to the drawing board with all of you. Yeah, back to the drawing board. You don't get to run again until the election after this one. Yeah, indeed. But then what should take down a monarch? Like, do you think that Queen Elizabeth should resign at this point? I think she should. She's 95, not to be ageist, but... She's 95. She's 95, and... And is it really just that she hates her son? Like, there have always been rumors that the two don't necessarily get along. Yeah, like, I I am just going to say from a mother's perspective, I can't really imagine, like, hating your son necessarily. But, like, I can imagine disagreeing with your son. (laughs) I don't know their story that well yet. I mean, I know the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's the fact that her father ruled for so little, so I imagine there must be some oh, sort of psychological thing to where it's like, I have to hold on to this for as long as I can. For Papa. For Papa. For Papa. And also just, like, the women rulers in England just, they don't die or whatever. No, they live very long. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, I said at the top that this is an episode about love. Love of family, love of country. Love is everything. <laughs> love is everything. 
Love is like oxygen. Love lifts us up where we belong. All <laughs> okay. you need is love. We're going to get into copyright issues here. <laughs> Said the philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, people just get fucked by it, I guess. Is there any love between the king and... Uh, not king, you know, Philip and the queen? I think they love each other, but I feel like it's the love you have for your first. Wow, it really just ties back to everything, huh? I'm haunted. <laughs> <laughs> now, I imagine that she probably finds him endearing on the grounds that he's bold and he's brassy and she's like oh that's really appealing to me who is more of a demure yeah exactly yeah meek and i think he likes the fact that she is more demure and submissive so i think it's the fact that they have this very imbalanced personal relationship that now has drastically switched the other direction right yeah Everything's changed. Everything has changed, and nothing will be the same again. <laughs> and that's love. That's love. That's on that. Oh, uh, what did you think about all the politics regarding something as simple as a name change? Too much. I mean, it's all just steeped in, like... Uh, tradition and customs and stuff, you know. It doesn't just seem to be tradition, but just like petty rivalry. Oh, like, yes. we know Churchill can't stand Lord Mountbatten because sure. he, quote unquote, let go of India for them. Oh my god. And very sympathetic character here. And Mountbatten seems to be living in the past where it's like, finally, the family will be in charge. Yeah. You know. But that's, I mean, that's like the time timeless like marriage question isn't it oh hello yeah. boy hello little friend <laughs> ah the secretary of the pod is here you want to say hello to the rest of the podcast world uh he's making cat boy say hello instead meow <laughs> meow meow he's the secretary of the pod because he recounted everyone who was in attendance <laughs> including the chair and the table excellent we really couldn't run this podcast without him. So. No, he is truly the mascot. <laughs> he, is, <laughs> he is the crowd. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh, and we did set up a, an email for those. Oh, so if you do have. We will talk. Okay, we'll have them talk. Okay, well, talking to uh, PJ Mask here, we did set up a new, <laughs> new email for the pod. So yankeedoodlepod at gmail.com if you have any suggestions or. Thoughts. Thoughts. Fan art. Fan art would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Gecko. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm getting to it. Gecko. Yes, cat boy. I noticed you haven't filed your taxes in some time. <laughs> Is there a problem? No. In fact, just the opposite. Everything's going to plan. Imagine a five-year-old committing tax fraud. <laughs> you know, he's got to learn somehow. <laughs> All right, anything else you want to quickly wrap up? Final thoughts. I mean, love just poisons it all, doesn't it? Yeah, everything is meaningless. And there's no future. I just feel like love cannot exist in, in those sorts of formal situations, maybe. Or at least it's asked to do things it should not do. I think love can exist. I think the love needs to be stronger than 
than, yeah, yeah. the conventions. Can you talk later, Cool. Yep. You want to talk All right. Well, Owlet, is there anything you want to say? I can't wait for the next episode. <laughs> Great little girl voice. All right. Yeah, well, I'm showing my Freudian <laughs> gender issues <laughs> by uh, using the boy's voice as my own. This has been another episode of Yankee Doodle Siblings. We'll see you next time.